you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think back and I was jumping off the top rope down on the floor. Mm-hmm. And now I can't jump from the bed to get up in the mornings, you know. Yeah. You feel so numb. It feels like you're just, you know, it's like you can't even move at all. Yeah. It's like. And my balance is off too. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, follow I, mean, like I can that. take three or four steps mm-hmm. or I can actually take steps if I have like the walls to lead against or, mm-hmm. or somebody's arm to hold whatever. I don't need to put all my pressure on them, but it's sometimes I think it's almost a mental thing also, mm-hmm. you know, that I feel I've got to have some kind of a support, even if it's just touching something, whatever I'm oh, okay. Or I'm yes. standing with nothing around me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when I go. You guys mm-hmm. ready to roll? Absolutely. Oh, Let's, do Let's do it. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. It's Thursday night, and Amelia, that means only one thing. What's the buzz time? It is time for What's the Buzz Popcast. Hey, everybody. It's your friend, Mad Dog Decipio, Angelo the Mad Dog Decipio, joined as I am each and every week by Amelia. The Pitbull Chapman. <laughs> How you doing, kid? What kind of day did you have? I had an interesting and a great day. I think I helped oh, somebody good. today. Good for you. We have a... um. A very familiar face with us tonight. I think he looks very familiar. Oh, you know, brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, if you're thinking, well, holy shit, how did they get Hulk Hogan? <laughs> we have some connections, but not that good. <laughs> this we is my friend. Like <laughs> this is my friend, Randy Hogan. He is uh, a retired pro wrestler. Uh, Randy is regarded generally as the country's premier Hulk Hogan lookalike, and uh, you'd be hard-pressed to argue with that point. Let me tell you something, brother. I got one thing to say. I'm not a Hulk Hogan lookalike. I'm three years older than him, which makes him a Randy Hogan lookalike. Absolutely. He looks (laughs) like you. That's right. He looks like you. So... Listen, uh, Randy, we got a hell of a show tonight, brother. You came on a good night. Oh, yeah. It sounds it. It sounds it. I love talking about the freaky deekies. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man. I got some freaky deeky for you tonight. Ooh. Here's what we, for, for those of you who have been following, and apparently you have been following, because we get the responses and, and the emails. And I'll tell you what, um, it is remarkable how many people watch the show. It Absolutely. really, really is. Uh, the show that we did on Charles Manson is still, still getting responses. It's still uh-huh. getting responses. And that was what, like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yes. Yeah, two weeks ago. And we're still getting responses. There's something about Charles Manson 
that I don't know what it is, but he just pushes the buttons with people and they can't help but but say something. We have another <laughs> really interesting guy that we did uh, <laughs> Tuesday night, Jim Jones, Ooh. Jonestown. Uh-huh. What a character Jim Jones was. Well, tonight we might we might one up that. Maybe we might one up that. I don't Tonight, know about that. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's pretty hard to one up Jim Jones. Yeah. Yep. But Especially if there's anybody yeah. who can, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> behave yourself. Yeah. I don't um, know. That kind of freaks me out still because. Yeah, I know it's crazy. <laughs> we have a guy tonight. Um, his name's Marshall Applewhite, and Marshall Applewhite is largely regarded as the father of heaven's gate now the heaven's gate is a is strange strange cult it's it's probably the most bizarre or one of the most bizarre of the contemporary religious cults and they do consider themselves a religion you can't it's a funny thing we're going to talk about that night mm-hmm. uh we actually spoke about it the other night with pastor steve Mm-hmm. That was here. Uh, Pastor Steve Kwiatkowski from Union Church uh, in Clementon, New Jersey, joined us. And he had an interesting perspective on cults and cult leaders. They set themselves up as God. Mm-hmm. And certainly Marshall Applewhite, a loser by every account, was a good enough talker. He should have been in the wrestling business. He was a good enough talker that he cut a promo that people latched on to. He really, really did. And uh, we're going to learn a little bit about this. Uh, actually, we're going to learn quite a, a lot about this. Mm-hmm. This group called Heaven's Gate. Let me give everybody, as I always do every week, I want to give everybody a little background. But before I do, I want to go to you, Amelia. Yes. And tell me, when did you first become aware of Heaven's Gate? How did you hear about Marshall Applewhite and his crazy crew? I think it was more toward, like, because I didn't really know of him until I got a lot older. Because, you mm-hmm. know, because I was born in the 70s, as you know. <laughs> and yeah. the the outfits that they wore, they, they had to wear these outfits and the comets and and what they had to be wearing in course the comet was going to they were going to write this comment i'm like tell everybody what we're ta- this is what she's talking about is, is very mm-hmm. bizarre mm-hmm. they all had to wear the same shoes mm-hmm. the same clothing they had mm-hmm. to eat the same food they mm-hmm. had to all eat together mm-hmm. and whatever marshall apple white ate they, they had ate. to eat and whatever he wore yeah. to to die with and with shoes he had to wear and i'm not going to promote the shoes because i don't believe in that brand but that's a different story another for another show but Mm -hmm. (laughs) they all had to wear that outfit because if they didn't then they weren't going to be in the same heaven they weren't going to be in the same ship and they weren't going to ride the same comet yeah randy what do you know about uh, heaven's gate and marshall applewhite well i researched them a bit especially today he seemed like a pretty normal kid. Got yeah. through high school and everything. Uh, went in the service. Got married. And then uh, then he got mixed up 
with this woman. Uh, can't I like the way him. he said woman. <laughs> yes, yes. Right here, okay. You mean Bonnie? Um, yeah. Bonnie Nettles? That's it. Anyways, now yeah. she was really a whack job herself first. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how it happened that they ended up getting uh, getting together other than she was a spiritual nurse. Well, I'm, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Randy, because I'm, I'm, I found out some background, mm -hmm. and I'm going to explain tonight how they got together. Mm -hmm. It was, this, it, it was as old as time itself. Mutual attraction, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, can, can you know, that's what how people fall in love. Mutual attraction, mm -hmm. but they also fall in love over mutual idealism. The, mm -hmm. the, like, that's the whole thing behind communism. It's that you know we all do the same thing. We all think alike. We all act alike. That's and it's a dangerous mm -hmm. precedent, it really. Mm -hmm. is. Let me give everybody a little heads up. Heaven's Gate was a religious group founded in the U.S. on the belief in unidentified flying objects. The group was known by a variety of names before it was Heaven Gate including the human individual metamorphosis, Bo and Peep. There's an original fucking one for you. And <laughs> right. Total Overcomers Anonymous. Now, the, the group advocated extreme self-renunciation to the point of castration for both male and female. Mm -hmm. It Ouch. first Yeah. Yes. For real. This is, <laughs> we're going to talk about it tonight. Too, uh -huh. We've got a lot to go over it burst into the public consciousness, <laughs> consciousness following the suicide of 39 of its members in a suburb in a, the suburban areas. Actually, it was a mansion uh -huh. in San Francisco, in San Diego, California, in 97. They lived in a 40 million dollar mansion. I want people to understand what I'm talking about. They weren't a bunch of crazies. They came from money. Mm -hmm. These people all came from money, big money. Marshall Applewhite, don't ask me how he did it, but he managed to swing buying a $40 million mansion. And I want to tell you how he did it tonight. What they did is they found a way to pioneer the Internet in the early days, and they just went crazy with merch. It's oh, every yes. wrestling promoter's dream. Love it. You know, it's all you know, Randy. It's all about the merch table. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, they make more money. You know, a lot of the wrestling stars now make mm -hmm. more money in merchandise than they do in their salaries. Oh, Absolutely. yes, they do. And that's what Marshall Applewhite figured out early on. That he figured, hey, you know what? We can. We don't have to really bust our back to make some money. Mm -hmm. We got this tool here called the internet, and they set up stores online stores and they made a fortune a fortune in products and merch uh goods and services it was just bizarre founder marshall h applewhite born 1932 died 1997 and bonnie nettles passed in 1985 met in 1972 and soon became convinced that they were the two end-time witnesses mentioned in Revelations 11. Now, let's talk about that. You mentioned, you know, how did they meet? They met over this crazy idealism. 
That's how they fell in love over idealism. Not necessarily that they liked each other. That happened afterward. What happened first was the spark was one crazy meeting another crazy, and they created this fire, you know? And and boy, did they create some fire. <laughs> All right. shit. I want everybody to take a look at something. We're going to take a look at something right now. This is, a, by the way, before we do anything, let me just run this. I want to thank uh, NBC and ABC News for the use of these clips. Without them, we could not do the show tonight. Check this out, guys. Now, the end of the age, I'm afraid, I feel is right upon us. This is the biggest cult story in the country. This was a voluntary situation. They may or may not have been influenced, but we'll never know that. But at this point, this is considered a mass suicide investigation. Tiendo gave us the tools to brainwash ourselves. Literally wash out our humanness from our brain. The basic idea of Heaven's Gate was that... Did you hear what he said, Randy? I sure did. Just we're we're going to talk about that. I'm, and it's a, out it, the brain. Old school yeah. brainwashing. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that. I wanted to stop it there because I wanted to make sure everybody exactly... Mm -hmm. All of us heard the same thing. Oh, yes. Okay. You would chemically and biologically transform your body, becoming a next level alien. And then you would physically get on board the UFO, which would sail off into heaven. It says Heaven's Gate away team. 39 to beam up. No. You know, everybody wants to think, oh, those are those crazy people. I would never do that. Do I look brainwashed? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Not so fast. They were well-educated, often from very good families. Me, a 10-year-old, I didn't believe that. And I would never, ever speak to them again. I am well and safe as of now. That was code. When he's coming home, I never. T and Doe were paranoid and constantly on the move. And the FBI said there's really not much we can do about this group. Doe said, we're going to proceed doing the castration. Who's going to go first? Do exactly as I say, and you will not know death. By killing themselves, they ensured their immortality. They signed out. Hasta la vista, baby. People say, who do you think you are? Is this a cult if I ever heard one? Yes, it is. It's a cult. I mean, it's the cult of cults. See you in our next session. That's crazy shit. Did you hear what he said? That one guy. By the way, you saw him today mm -hmm. and you saw him then. He survived. Actually, three people survived that cult. Huh. He said, they drained me of my humanity. That's what he said. Complete and total brainwashing, like Randy pointed out. Right. Utter and total brainwashing to the point of surrendering what they called your vessel, your body, mm -hmm. you know, surrendering your vessel to the mothership. 
Now, I, I believe in UFOs too, but I'm not willing to lay down my life and die for one. That and to become okay. an alien. <laughs> That's crazy. Right. Um, Randy, what did you glean from that? Well, in thinking about that, I, I try to bring it into modern terms, modern days. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that there's something out there. Um, I think all religions, all religions do a certain amount of brainwashing to us all. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a kid, you go to church, to Sunday school with mom and dad, whether you're a Catholic, a Baptist, whatever, okay, and you're raised up. And so as you get older, you turn into a Catholic or a Baptist, whatever. Yeah. Now, in most cases, some people shy away from that, but in most cases, it's a brainwashing. It started when you were young, uh, just like they teach people to talk. They teach you to think a certain way. Yeah. Um, some of us, uh, some of us, I haven't gone off the deep end. I'm not an atheist, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm not a hardcore believer. I right. believe uh, you take the Bible where he, uh, seven days to make the earth and all this kind of stuff. Well, it never said that maybe he didn't make another earth somewhere else, you know, or whatever else. Um, yeah. There are too many people over the last 75 years that I know of that are reporting seeing these strange flying objects. Okay. Mm -hmm. They can't all be nuts. There's got to be something. Now uh, the government, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, uh, out in, uh, New Mexico, mm -hmm. um, area 52, uh, supposedly nobody can get in there. Nobody can get around yeah. there. Uh, rumors keep going and going and going mm -hmm. about these things coming to earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so many people, like these cult members, they're looking for something. Oh, boy. Uh, prevalent oh, yeah. today. You know, there, there's something missing that they are looking for. And these gurus that are sweet talkers and everything else grab into that. They grab into that part of yeah. their brain and tell them, hey, this is the way. And eventually, like little kids, they start believing that. And well, I'll tell you what, brother. You, you know, you're right in line mm -hmm. with... Uh, what Pastor Steve Kwiatkowski told us the other night, they're, they're generally people of all walks of life that are missing some, some component in their life. It, whether it, they're lonely, whether they're too smart for their own good, um, uh, they, or they can't relate to other people, there's always that element of, I don't fit in here. Maybe I'll fit in here. Yes. And that's what, what the pastor spoke to us about. I And by the way, this is a very forward-thinking pastor. He would absolutely agree with you that perhaps did you know God did make a, another earth somewhere. You know, perhaps there is a... we Well, we know that if we look at Mars and we look at all these other planets, there, there is life on these planets. When it's not human life, but it's a, it's life. It nonetheless, it's breathing and living and moving. So that's life. But then that's a whole nother show. But but it's the basis. But for what we're doing though, mm -hmm. because these people felt like there was a sufficient life source enough to leave this life to go to. 
So, Amelia, you've been reading a lot about this. Yes. Um, give me your, your inside take on this here. Yeah, I mean, because like uh, these people, like you were saying, they belonged with him and they believed his word. And mm -hmm. there they belonged with someone. They belonged right. as a family. They were treated like a family. Yeah. And they, you know, ate like a family. They read and they sang together basically mm -hmm. they were like one big happy family and they belonged it's to somebody. exactly what it was yeah. like randy mm -hmm. said a moment ago yeah and you know, they wanted to fit in somewhere and they finally found someone in with him and you know they thought okay well, this is like our dad and she's going to be like our mom mm -hmm. and we finally found somebody that we could fit in we're like one big happy family we're not the waltons but you know we're going to be together <laughs> you know we're no, not going to have problems we, we're going to go out and do our jobs we can come back home we're going to have a yeah. home to come to and we're going to have beds to sleep in and talk and laugh and you know actually sit yeah. around a table and talk about our day otherwise the other yeah. families that we had we probably didn't we were probably beaten or you know, not talk to or loners. And here we can actually have somebody that can love us. And that's what they believed. Cause like he said, do as I yeah. say, and you will not die. And that's what he mm -hmm. drove them every single time. Do as I say, like a that's dad. absolutely critical mm -hmm. because the one thing, and Randy, just to bring you up to speed, we've been doing over the last several weeks, we've been doing the, uh, the psychology of cult behavior. Mm -hmm. To the point where we actually had a psychiatrist, uh, two of them, in fact, mm -hmm. Dr. Ellie Diani and Dr. Anthony Tobia on the show talking about um, that, that, the, mindset. that the, the brain mm -hmm. element mm -hmm. of all of this, the physical brain element of all this, um, you know, how uh, a serial killer thinks, mm -hmm. how a cult leader thinks. Right. Uh, Dr. Diani is a cult specialist mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and she's actually studying forensic psychiatry is what she wants to do. Uh, she's actually a third year medical student now. Mm -hmm. So we wish her well. Right. Um, and shout out to Dr. Tobia. How you doing, Anthony? Um, but here's the thing about this. There's always this element of in every cult. Uh -huh. And every every religious sect, there's the element of power, control, sexuality, um, for lack of a better term, open relationships. If you you could just look at Charles Manson for that one, because uh -huh. everybody was sleeping with everybody, you know. Uh, look at Jim Jones. He slept with half of his congregation. And some of them no wonder he had syphilis of the brain. <laughs> you know, he did. He, yeah. You know, he ended up, thankfully, God was merciful. He, he shot himself in the head. Thank goodness. Otherwise, could you see a madman like that alive today? Do you yeah. know that right now, according to the FBI, there are more than 100 thousand cults around the world that are doing what they did and then some and we have randy i brother i gotta fill you in on something and you're going to be part of it we're going to do a show <laughs> i gotta shake my head i have to <laughs> laugh when i even talk about this woman 
Amelia oh, knows where yes. I'm going. She knows where I'm going with this one. Yes, I do. Amy Carlson. Oh, dear. You've probably never heard of her name before. Amy Carlson <laughs> went from working at a Burger King. Manager. The manager at a Burger King <laughs> to within a year being the cult leader of more than 8 million followers around the world. How does that happen? We're going to find out. And I got some video, brother, I'm going to show you that night that's going to make your hair turn white, even whiter than it is now. <laughs> yep. Right. That ain't nothing compared to what this is. I'm going to show you some video that's going to make you crazy. It's going to be a whopper of a story, right? Oh, brother, you <laughs> right? have exactly. It's going to be a whopper of a story, all right? Right. Absolutely. In 1975, yes. that Nettles and, uh, and Applewhite held meetings in Southern California and Oregon that attracted their initial followers. And those who joined were prepared to drop out of society. Listen to this one. Hmm. Drop out of society, which is a key element in every cult, and transition to the mothership. There's the mothership you've heard me talk about, mm -hmm. all right? Settling in in San Diego in 1996, they supported themselves by, as I said previously, by creating websites so followers could offer up their own gate to heaven, hence the name Heaven's Gate. They sold everything from pots and pans to, you know, to, to pot-laced brownies for, you know. And t-shirts and caps and socks, you name it pretty oh, much. socks yeah. and shirts, yes. Mm -hmm. They had a a wide variety of products mm -hmm. and sold a lot of stuff in early 1970, 1997. Mm -hmm. This is where uh, we were talking off the air, Amelia. We were talking yes. about this. Mm -hmm. the, let me just fill everybody in on what happened before I read this. Okay. So in 1996, 97, around that area, that time frame, we knew in 1996 that scientists were telling us that the comet hale bop was going to pass by Earth and we would be able to see it, which it did and which I actually saw it because it came right over New Jersey uh, and, and straight across. And it was very visible, beautiful sight, by the way, in the nighttime sky. So we all knew that was happening. But somebody, some crackpot somewhere Got the bright idea. Let's tell them there's a UFO chasing the comet. It started as a fucking joke. It was a joke. Okay? Because of that joke, 39 people killed themselves. Okay? I want you to think about what I just said. In 1997, a rumor, a rumor circulated among the New Age community that a spaceship was following the Hale-Bopp comet. Now, if that's all it takes for you to believe, then you got some serious mental fucking issues. You got some serious problems. Let's talk about that. Let's go around the horn. I'm going to offer my two cents first, and, mm -hmm. and then I'll go to Randy, then Amelia. Sure. We'll save the, the ladies for last. Um. My philosophy, you guys know me, you know me a long time. Mm -hmm. You know me that during the wrestling show, I've got no filter, okay? You know that. And I have no filter here either. 
They're no. a bunch of whack jobs with no intellect, maybe more dollars than cents, okay? More dollars than cents. Not enough of their own free will to speak up and say, hey, that's bullshit. Because everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon and go, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I knew about that. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true what he said. Yeah, that's a spaceship following the comet. And and it only takes one person to believe another. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. One person to believe another. And you've got mass suicide. Look at Jim Jones. 909 people died. Died. Murdered and, and killed themselves by suicide. They drank the Kool-Aid. Literally. They drank. By the way, that's where we get the expression from. It mm-hmm. comes from Jonestown. <laughs> They drank the Kool-Aid and they died because of it. Because one man said, drink the Kool-Aid. And they did. If you don't have enough of your own free will, for God's sakes, maybe you need to get out of society. Maybe you're going to do more damage than good. Uh, Maybe you need to remove yourself from the problem before it becomes a problem. That's just my take on it, Randy. What do you think? Well, a lot of people don't realize they have the problem. Okay? They have it. We know it. Uh, They don't realize it. That's why I think they don't pull themselves away. Um, As far as uh, people following a person and these cults and that, you know, it only takes one or two people to start a riot nowadays. Yeah. Um, You know, something happens, maybe there's a shooting (laughs) or something else, and they say, okay, let's go. We'll get back at them. We're going to loot our neighborhood and burn it down. Mm -hmm. So there's things like that. Not too long ago, there was Waco, okay, another cult. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just did Waco, yeah. We just did that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We just did it. And again, bringing it into terms now. uh, And again, I have no filter either sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll apologize ahead of time if I step on anyone's toes. Step but, away, uh, brother. Don't be open... afraid. To, don't apologize on this. So we can talk. Don't like apologize that. here. Nope. This is open forum. Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of cults or groups that people think are cults that may not be. People that think they're not, maybe. Okay, that's um, a very valid point. Most of them are religious groups. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. I like to look into that. I used to, I like to study that because I'm right on the fence. I guess in a agnostic or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not a non-believer by any means. Right. But I don't believe everything that I read in this book. There's a sure. lot of things that are just not logic and common sense. Right. And when you ask people about it, they say, well, you just have to believe. Bullshit. I, exactly. get, I have a hard time <laughs> with believing and with faith. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm, in I'm myself, maybe some people close to me in certain instances, but basically I have a hard time throwing myself into that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife, my you're wife. You're not is alone. A- Randy, you're not alone, brother. Trust me. <laughs> my wife is a Jehovah Witness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. Not, obviously. So we have some good discussions, believe me. I'm sure. But anyways, people think that is a cult. But when you get to know it, it's really not. You know, they're a Christian group. They don't believe in Christmas. The reason yeah. is because. Jesus wasn't born December 25th. No. Sometime in May, supposedly, or something. Yeah. Um, they don't believe in Easter Sunday because of Easter bunnies and everything. 
they yeah. have what they call as a memorial, which is usually a week or so between Easter, sure. celebrating the same things, the same beliefs. They don't celebrate birthdays, okay, mm -mm. Uh, for the reason because they said you should not be celebrated uh, above Jehovah. Yeah. So the so one anyway, thing, though, things. Randy, the, the one thing that they do that I vehemently disagree with is um, they don't believe in medical attention. Hmm. I Absolutely. have a pro and I have a problem with that, uh, and I'll tell you why. It goes back to when I was a child. I saw a man fall off a roof. Hmm. He and I actually saw him fall off a roof. It was right next to the playground. He happened to be a Jehovah's Witness, and they let that man lay there, writhing in pain screaming in agony and we're talking about a grown man just screaming like a small kid that he mm. was just he broke many bones uh -uh. thankfully thank god he lived but that really turned me off to the whole jh thing the whole jehovah's witnesses thing um what what i saw i won't forget and that prejudiced me toward the Jehovah Witness community. They don't believe in medical treatment. That's a problem. When life is at stake, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I, I See, now, I haven't seen or heard of that. We go, in fact, my wife's getting her knee replaced pretty soon, okay? Mm -hmm. The only thing that I know that they do not believe in is uh, blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. Nothing about the blood and somebody else's blood. But that, nowadays, yeah, most know. hospitals yeah. have the mm -hmm. synthetic blood Right. That they use mm -hmm. so, so um, maybe they have come up a little bit. I don't know, and I'm not mm -hmm. defending them. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to, because I got my own problems with a lot of areas of what they do too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I like the fact that they don't have uh, uh, preachers or pastors making two, three million dollars a year. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, they they build their own buildings, you know, with their own people, their own labor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they are. I think they are out there. Uh, with the right purpose, they they have the right intentions. Yeah. Okay, but some of them are a little bit wacky, mm -hmm. not quite what normal people would say. Yeah. But then again, okay, look at the Catholics. Okay, mm -hmm. for instance, and I'm not picking on the Catholics, but I they do. Create everybody and everything. <laughs> you know, take a statue over here, take a bottle of bourbon over here, and whatever it is, it's a saint this or whatever, and there's all kinds of names and everything else. Bro, and, let me and tell you I something. always thought that you know you oh. you, know, you pray to God and there ain't nobody else or nothing else. So, but oh, I, 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 I lost my father. I lost my father in January. My father was the most devout Catholic man you will ever have met in your life. Uh, my father left me a legacy of humor and great stories, but he also left me. And I can't show it to you right now. It's, it's actually sitting up here. It's the Blessed Mother statue. This, like this big. Okay. Mm -hmm. He had statues everywhere. Okay. <laughs> now, do I believe that praying to a statue, a ceramic statue, is going to get you any closer to heaven? No, I, I not for one moment do I believe that. What got my father into heaven, I firmly believe, was his devout belief 
in Jesus and God. That's what I believe. Contrary to Boston Spencer, who I know, by the way, Spencer, how you doing, brother? Been a long time. Uh, he's an atheist. But does that mean that because he's an atheist and doesn't believe in God, that he's any less important than somebody who does? Not at all. In fact, some of the nicest people I know are atheists because they're not prejudiced by anything. If you want to see prejudice at its best, mm -hmm. have a conversation with a Pentecostal church member. Have, a, have that conversation if they let you, okay? <laughs> if they let you. Because most of the time, they don't want to talk to you. They want to fight with you. Well, you're not saved. You don't believe in Jesus. You're going to hell. Lady, I might be going to hell anyway. Who the hell, who knows? Mm -hmm. You know? And you know, it's funny because in the Bible, it doesn't mention hell. They don't talk about hell. In them. They talk about heaven. They don't talk about hell. So these people that are saying you're going to hell or whatever else. Yeah. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know where they get that, but it's not out of the Bible. I know it's not. And it's craziness. No. No. It's craziness. No, and then Here's a lot the of the thing. time they do that. They do that all the time. Yep. Go ahead, Amelia. No, it's like, you know, it's like whenever you tell the story, when you catch a fish, it's this big. But by the time you tell it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, and bigger yeah. And bigger. You, yeah. You, you, yeah. Tell the story to a person at the beginning yeah. of the line. Yeah. yeah. And by and the time it gets to the end of the line, it's a yeah. whole nother story. Yeah. And then it's like you go with your friends yeah. and they're going to say, oh, look at that. You know, you're in a bridge. Look at that. That's a piece of gold yeah. down there. Yeah, I'm not going to go jump down that bridge just because it's going to be a piece of gold. You want it? You go get it. I'm going to kill myself for that. Just because you believe it's down there, I'm not going to believe you. You go ahead and do it. I'm not yeah. going to kill myself just because you say it's there. I'm not going to believe you it's there. If you want to do it, you do it. I'm yeah. not going to be one of those people that's going to believe the you. The remarkable thing about what we're talking yeah. about, Heaven's Gate, mm -hmm. is that it's one of those cults, and I'm going to call it what it is. It's a yeah, cult. exactly. It's one of those cults that divvied into so many areas. It divvied into Christianity. It, mm -hmm. it divvied into UFOs, mm -hmm. science, technology, mm -hmm. um, the afterlife. Yes. It, it hit a lot of different pistons, you know? Mm -hmm. One of the things is as the comet approached, the group, which had shrunk down to 39 members by this point, they were, they were in the hundreds of members. Yes. But again, it's one of those things where people got smart and they left. And I'll give Marshall Applewhite credit. If they wanted to leave, they could leave. Mm -hmm. Jim Jones, in, on the other hand, he yeah. made sure you didn't leave because he had everybody in Guyana, South Africa. Where you where are you going to go? You're in the jungle. Where oh, yeah. are you really where are you going to go? And he took all their passports too away yeah. from them. Mm -hmm. Oh well, that, we're doing a part two, by the way. Yeah. Um. 39 members, they took poison in three waves of 15, 15, and 9. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's something special about the number 39. I don't know what that's all about, but because nobody can explain it. Uh, and the belief that the spaceship would arrive to take them to a better place. Now, let's, let's talk common sense here. Mm -hmm. You saw the first, the first of the videos. You're going to see another video now. I want you to take a look at this. Okay. 
Hello? Yes, um, I need to uh, report uh, an anonymous tip. Who do I talk to? Okay. This is regarding what? This is regarding a mass suicide, and I can give you the address. The address seemed the unlikeliest of places, a mansion in a quiet, affluent suburb of San Diego. Look at the size of that place. I have a, a gagging mm. reflex with smells, so I wanted to take care of that, so I put cologne on my shirt and put my shirt over my nose. Rio D'Angelo was the first one to discover the bodies and called 911. 21 women and 18 men had taken their own lives. Must have been a lot to take in. It was a lot to take in. It was disturbing because I'm, I'm yelling for people to see if they're still alive. And I'm also saying goodbye as I walk through. It may have been a shock, but D'Angelo had an idea of what to expect. He'd been one of them. In his earlier life, Rio D'Angelo had been Richard Ford. After going through a divorce, he felt lost and was looking for a spiritual path. That's exactly, exactly what you were talking about, Randy. Exactly what you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to I stop it there for, for a second. Um, one of the reasons I do, it's important that the man you're listening to, um, his name, his given name was Richard Forbes. Mm -hmm. But he changed his identity to um, D'Angelo. Okay. Um, I, I forgot his first name already. Not, not really important. Um, what's important though, I'm not going to give it away yet. What's important is what you're going to hear him say, which blew my mind. Okay. But just, I wanted to stop it there because again, he seems like an intelligent guy. Uh -huh. He seems like he's very well spoken, very articulate, comes from an affluent background. But again, he's one of these guys that for whatever reason, felt lost like he didn't fit in let's take a look them admit moving on to a more developed kingdom a spaceship or ufo he told the group would pick up their souls and take them to begin their new lives this is what their new life form would resemble it is suicide to not leave it is to take life to leave this body behind D'Angelo bought into the man and his teachings, but after three years, he felt something pull him away. He felt there were more things he needed to accomplish. He now believes it was to share his experiences with Heaven's Gate and let people know the truth about its leader. I can say with absolute undeniable certainty that Doe was the second coming of Jesus, and I know it's true. Doe instructed the group to look for a sign. It came to them in the night sky. 1997 was the year of the Hale-Bopp Comet. In late March of that year, as the comet grew brighter, Doe became convinced the comet was the sign to shed their bodies and exit Earth. Last. Members taped farewell messages. No one appeared the least apprehensive. This is uh, Hudson. I mean, this is, this is the answer to everything. For them, exiting their vehicles, as they called it, meant graduation. They bought graduation outfits, black pants and shirts, each adorned with a Heaven's Gate patch. So how do 39 people kill themselves? Well, they created a poison using pudding and applesauce. They laced it with vodka and a drug called phenobarbital, a barbiturate fatal in large doses. They took the poison in shifts and went to sleep, never to wake up.
The next day, Rio D'Angelo received a FedEx package with videotapes and a letter saying, quote, you should be aware that we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. Did you think they would have the nerve or the guts to go through with it? I knew that they would do what they felt was best for them, and that's what they did. D'Angelo thought authorities should be notified, but first he needed confirmation. He drove to the mansion from where he was living in Los Angeles. A back door had purposely been left unlocked. So I walk up into the living area, the living room, and that's when I start to notice the mattresses with people lying on them with the purple shroud. And uh, of course I knew from the odor what was happening. D'Angelo filmed what he saw. The uniformity eerie and striking. They were all in identical positions, face up on a mattress. Everyone wearing their black outfit, Nike shoes, and most covered with purple shrouds. In the master bedroom alone, there was Doe, the leader. The story became a media firestorm. Rio D'Angelo became famous, appearing on the cover of Newsweek. A decade later, he's still a believer, even though Heaven's Gate is no longer around. He says his friends' deaths were not suicides because their souls live on at the next level. He understands what they did, but has no plans to take his own life. They all knew what they were doing. They all felt very happy about what they did. And they knew where they were going. And they knew who their guide and teacher was. Dan. That sick fuck still believes... He He's still, still brainwashed. That's how brainwashed he is. They're all dead, but he still, he said, you heard him say from his own lips, he believed that Doe, as Applewhite called himself, Doe mm -hmm. was the second coming of Jesus Christ. Man. Well, guess what? Who else said that? David Koresh. Mm -hmm. Who else said that? Charlie Manson. Manson. Mm -hmm. Who else said that? Jim Jones. Yes. You get what we're saying here, people? Mm -hmm. Okay. They and can't Amy all Carlson be Jesus. Too. <laughs> you know? But you notice they like look in their eyes or their faces. They all look kind of weird. I mean, whacked out. Yeah. There's something, uh, there's something else. In the Randy, thing in California. Randy, you <laughs> brought something up very important. Uh, and I'm glad you did. The look on their faces, absolutely. They seemed a little too eager to die. Yes. They seemed a little too happy to die. Mm -hmm. But they all had the same exact haircut. Yes. All right? They all had the same haircut, deliberately so. Um, that was, of course, ordered by Doe that they, they he had their he had his hair like that, so they had to have their hair like that. Yeah, and also Whatever they could be recognized. Did, mm -hmm. they, why don't they just call this the follow the leader cult? Exactly. <laughs> that's really what it was. Mm -hmm. Just follow what what you know what Screwball was doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know. Yeah. This and is they... the most. And I I think about this that thirty nine people died over a fucking rumor. A rumor. That's what just gets me. And they believed this horse shit. That this guy convinced them. So convincingly he convinced them. That they were willing to die for him. 
None of us will ever have that loyalty from anyone we know. No one. The closest loyalty I have is probably my dog. And my dog ain't about to give up nothing for me, okay? <laughs> Especially a meal or a begging shrimp. <laughs> Here's the point I'm trying to make. I had to break it with a little humor. Right. <laughs> Here's the point I'm trying to make. If you can elicit that kind of loyalty from someone, you got something going for you. But why use it for such negativity? Randy, answer that question for me. They, I believe they have an agenda, and I believe that they, at a certain point, start believing what they're saying. They believe it. And, you know, if you believe in something, it's easier to convince other people to believe in it. At first, I'm not quite sure how much he believed in it, but the more he talked, the more he thought about it, uh, it just it, it just magnified itself, and it was easy yeah. to push it on to uh, maybe weaker-minded people. And that's Well, here's a question for you. It comes from, uh, from Spencer in the chat room. Uh, he's brainwashed, and if it's if it's closed, as they, the the reporter said so, if it's closed, why does he still believe? That's a really good question. That's some pretty deep brainwashing. Yeah, well, you heard what the one guy said. They they brainwashed him of his humanity. Yeah, he, and he's he so had, outspoken too that yeah. anybody could believe that. Well, and how do you get that back? Carry that on, Amelia. Continue, please. Yeah, I mean, the way he was just so soft-spoken, the way he was so believable, he didn't sound like preacher-wise. You know how the preachers sound? Like, they talk like this, and you better believe me, and the Bible says he wasn't like that. He was just coming to you like a regular, normal conversation, you know? Yeah. He'd sit down with you like, you know, like you're going to have dinner or whatever, just sit down with you. You know, this is going to be a comment yeah. coming. You know, if we can do this, this is what's going to happen. You know, this is the best way to do this. I mean, just talk to you like a son. Maybe he was like that. Maybe he was missing a father figure and this. He looked up to him like that or a brother that he never had or something like that. Neil, you got a question for you from Spencer. Okay. If the gates is closed, uh, what am I to believe? And why should I think it is right? that the gates are closed. Why should he think it's right? Because a lot of people still are believing that. And a lot of people still are brainwashed that well, and a lot of people it, still. Have. But here's the, here's the question I think he's really asking is mm -hmm. if they're no longer around and clearly they're no longer around. Thank God. Um, this guy's walking around with this belief system. Isn't he doing himself more damage than good? He is and, and where is the good. where is the right is might aspect of it? He's the only one left, really. That's right? it. But the thing is, too, is that well, maybe he might two still, other people. I'm sorry. He might still believe that that what he did is still right. But the thing mm -hmm. is, is that he's still going to always believe that. And the sad part is that he yeah. might be as sad as maybe creating the cult again. That's gonna that could be possible. Yeah. That's the well, I'll tell part. you what, um, I want everybody to take a look at this. It is Christmas. Oh, by the way, before I show you this, uh, mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get too far into it. Oh, okay. This is footage from inside the house. It's never been seen before. Oh, wow. It's never been released before. This was part of a news story that never aired. 
and we see a kind of family bustling with activity. Like you were talking about Amelia. In their home family. videos, everyone's smiling, hugging, laughing. <laughs> At the stove, a girl from a well-heeled New York neighborhood. She was once a cheerleader, the whole world at her feet. A young man born into a prominent Connecticut family, his future filled with opportunity and wealth. Are you filming this? No. The tall man at the door with a blazing smile, once a Colorado businessman, a former political candidate. Another beautiful, quiet smile. He is the brother of a famous actress on an iconic TV show. Hailing frequencies open, sir. She is Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. We should have been there 10 minutes ago, sir. Look at the camera. You look great. So many people on this tape once high achievers, strivers filled with promise. Now performing a giddy talent show. That's a valedictorian who was once a presidential scholar. So take a closer look at the revelers. Do you notice anything about them? Their haircuts, exactly alike. Baggy clothes, no gender. And with every move, they fix their adoring gaze on one man in the room. They call him Doe. Marshall Herb Applewhite Doe is basically their god. Who is this man called Doe? And what is the source of his power over highly accomplished people from all over the country? Ohio, Missouri, Minnesota. Listen, he's directing the scene. Look at the camera. Where's your normal? There. Ah. Good. <laughs> For more than 20 years, how has he convinced these followers he can lead them through the gates of heaven? He promises they'll be carried to the next level of existence in a UFO. Does he believe what he's saying? as he asks them to record video farewell. That's the question, you guys. Mm -hmm. Does he believe it? Randy, what do you think? Yes, I think he does. I think he is convinced and brainwashed himself, just like he did these other people. And there are some prominent people out there uh, on TV today that if they were to turn that magnetism uh, into evil, okay, they could lead cults too. And I'm talking about the Joel Osteens or the Jimmy I was Swagger. just about to say to you, uh -huh. Randy, name any television preacher. Uh -huh. I'll tell you who the most evil is besides Joel Osteen. Benny a guy named Kenneth Copeland. Uh -huh. He is one evil son of a bitch. I don't like him. I don't think God likes him either. Because mm -hmm. this guy, he can spout, he can tell you word for word the Bible, but he don't like he don't like people. And if you're not a Christian, he hates you. Mm. He's just mm -hmm. an evil guy that's consumed, absolutely consumed by money. That's all he cares about is money. I think they're all that way. They just some yeah. hide it better mm -hmm. than others. Amelia, do you think that Marshall Applewhite believes his own horseshit? I, to a point, I think he's making himself believe because I, I think that he still wants Bonnie there with him because I think there's still a little sadness 
And that's something is he was. Let's talk about that right now. Mm -hmm. That's a critical point. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a critical point because Bonnie is really, she's the one that's really the believer. Yes. I think he wanted her so badly. He was willing to do anything to keep her, mm-hmm. including to convince everyone that he was this godhead, mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, that I really think, I think Randy's right. I, I think he genuinely believes in what he's saying, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a motive behind it, as Amelia said. That's why they were putting on the Christmas shows, doing the dinners and things like exactly. that to keep them happy. He, but what else does that tell you? It also tells uh-huh. you that there's uh-huh. a sense of family yes. involved here. Exactly. You know, you mm-hmm. heard what the one woman said in the other tape. Mm-hmm. Her mother says, when will I see you? And the daughter says, probably never. Exactly. If you said that to your mother, she would, it would crush her. Oh, of course. She asked right? me just the other day, when am I going to see you? And I said, mom, soon. <laughs> right here. Listen yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. to earth death just hours away tapes that raise so many questions about the narrow divide between choice and coercion faith and delusion Tinkerbell warns Peter Pan that every time someone stops believing in little people like her a little person dies people in the world who thought that I had completely lost my marbles they're not right. <laughs> <laughs> These people who are laughing 24 or 48 hours later ingest poisonous barbiturates and kill themselves with bags tied over their heads. I got news for you. It wasn't that long. It was six hours later they were all dead. Wow. Six, six hours? hours later. Yeah, six hours. They, they, they made this video. You heard that gentleman... Uh, mm-hmm. Leo DiCarlo, the, the mm-hmm. fellow in the other video, mm-hmm. they sent him the video you just saw of people talking about how wonderful, blah, 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 all this happy horse shit, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They sent him that, he, knowing that he was one of only two, maybe three on the outside. You're going to take a look at this. Wacko Marshall Applewhite. You have to trust me. You have to believe me. Jana Gibbons was a vulnerable 16-year-old when she moved into the mansion. She lived there for five years. Now she's talking to ABC's Diane Sawyer. My guess is three-quarters of the people never set foot out the door, and I was one of them. Ever. Ever. Right, and there probably wasn't even any open windows. It was like a little spaceship. This is never-before-seen home video inside the cult, where every minute was controlled, including when and how they slept. We were divided into three shifts. Three people shared a bed. Showers were cut off at six minutes. There were also rules about not talking. Janice says she went for years without speaking. Finally, she was permitted to find work as a waitress. Luckily, we did start restaurant jobs at the very end because I hadn't spoken probably in four years. That taste of freedom convinced Jana it was time to escape. 39 to beam up. (laughs) These giddy farewell videos were recorded by the cultists, knowing they were about to commit mass suicide. 
They were brainwashed into believing Earth was about to be destroyed, and they had to board an alien spaceship that would transport them to a higher level of existence. Your only chance to survive Look at his or eyes. evacuate is to leave. Just take a look at this guy's eyes. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, he's got these, like, fucking bug eyes. Mm -hmm. I don't, I think if you, if you look at his eyes, here's what he's doing. And Randy, you'll relate to this. It's like a guy in wrestling cutting a promo and he, and he forgot mm -hmm. what he's going to say. Now he's like, look at the eyes. He's like looking into the camera mm -hmm. trying to, he's going, all right, what do I say next? Like, okay, mm -hmm. where do I, okay. Cause I'm completely fucked up now. He's lost. But now him. I got to say something. Mm -hmm. And so that's what he's doing right now. That's what it looks like. With us. Among the dead, the brother of Star Trek legend, Nichelle Nichols. I'm the happiest person in the world. As for Jana Gibbons, she says she's lucky she survived Heaven's Gate. You have to decide, what am I going to believe? What am I not going to believe? I made the decision to leave. You have to trust me. You have to believe me. And the entire... Would you believe wow. that? I brother, He's let me like tell you something. Begging them. I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't trust you. Not with that fucking face. Mm -mm. Okay, it's uh, Boston says him as a cult leader, his type makes people like me an atheist. <laughs> You're absolutely right, brother. You you know what? There's more truth in that than you realize. Mm -hmm. I don't trust none of these millionaire preachers. And exactly, that's exactly what he was. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he was. He was a millionaire preacher, if you want to call it. That, that mm -hmm. that's pretty much what he was. Mm -hmm. Look at this. You see the house they lived in? Oh yes, the forty million dollar house in San Diego, California. You won't find a house like that in Beverly Hills. I got news <laughs> for you. That place was huge, and it had sixteen acres of property, prime real estate. You know, you can't like, and I say it every week. Let people you can't think make like, this shit up. You can't make this shit up. I tell them every week. You can't make this shit. Like people don't even they think they say, well, where do you come up with this stuff? You just saw a news clip of where I came up with this shit. Okay, all Amelia and I do, we take what's out there. Yes. And we introduce you to it. And we research and research. And, and we research. research the shit out of mm -hmm. it. Because we don't do nothing here mm -hmm. without research. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot out there. Um, here's the thing. Let me read this to you. Okay, here we go. Prior to the event, the members of the group made a video. We were just talking. We just watched it. Mm -hmm. A video explaining their individual reasons for their chosen path. You will see that video tonight, which you just did. Here's about Marshall Applewhite. This is from his sister. And I want you to listen to this excuse me, very carefully. He was usually president of everything, said Applewhite's sister Louise. He was always a born leader and very charismatic. He could get people to believe anything. anything. Now, that should tell you everything you need to know. I want to read that again. 
He was usually president of everything, said Applewhite's sister Louise. He was born a leader and very charismatic, and he could get people to believe anything. Uh-huh. That's a scary kind of guy to be around, okay? That's scary to, to be around. Because a guy like that is a dangerous cat. That's a dangerous kind of guy. Let's talk about, Randy, the video that we just watched. Um, what struck you in watching that news report? What was the one thing that you want to take away from it? I just see so many similarities from then to certain instances and people here, you know, the big mansions, um, very charismatic, no problem talking people into things, making them believe it. And when they made their last farewell video, they were all smiling. They're all happy. Oh, good. You know, I'm going to kill myself. Of course, they didn't yeah. think it ended there, like a lot of people, you know, like me don't. But uh, I just, it, it, it just intensified everything that he was saying that was absorbed by these uh, these cult members mm-hmm. and how they really threw their whole life into it and wouldn't look here. They had no ability to reason or to question or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just an empty box up here. And that's it. You just nailed mm-hmm. it. That's exactly what they are, Randy. Empty vessels, empty boxes is a great way to put it. Exactly. And that's what these guys want. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example of what Randy just talked about. We mentioned this man's name on the show the other night, and the preacher that we had, Pastor Steve. Mm-hmm. When I mentioned this guy's name, he went, oh, no. He went like that. Mm-hmm. His name is Robert Tilton. Mm-hmm. Pastor Robert Tilton, a TV evangelist, the guy who you can't make this stuff up. He would. I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Here you go. Mm-hmm. He would send you a card. Okay. Nothing on it, a card. But he would tell you that the card was blessed with holy oil. All right? And he would fleece, and I'm going to use that word purposely, he would fleece people out of their money, particularly little old blue-haired ladies out of their social security checks every month. He would rob these people And they gave him money to do it. They paid him. They they emptied their social security at their bank accounts for this guy. Could here you go? Here's Uh what they would do. Uh It takes some water. Okay. Slap it on a card, mail it out. Okay, it's holy water now. Okay. You fucking kidding me, real? Uh Are you shitting me? Another thing that he was famous for, sending you a piece of cloth that was supposedly like holy, uh, uh, like a little, like, I don't even know what to call it, a rag or Mm -hmm. like something stupid, like a a piece of like um, a handy wipe, Mm -hmm. right? But it was holy. It was because it was blessed, whatever the fuck that means, okay? It was blessed. 
with holy water or holy oil, and they would send you like a little, like a trinket to wear, like a little, like a little button, pendant or something, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to praise the Lord or whatever the hell it said. Mm-hmm. Okay, something stupid like that. Because I knew people that were into him big time back then. You know, I knew a guy. I knew him very well for a long time too. His name was Frank Yeager. Frank, if you're still around out there, let me know. Um, Frank Yeager was part of the PTL club. Jim Baker and Tammy Baker. He worked with them. This guy told me all the secrets of the trade. All the tricks of the trade, what they do to separate you from your money. It's fucking scary mm-hmm. how they separate people from their money. What What's worse, though, is separating people from their family. Because I got news for you. You separate me from my money, I'll make more money. That's not a problem because I know how to make money. What I don't know how to do is get my family back. Yeah, exactly. Okay? That's the problem. That's the problem, Amelia. Talk about mm-hmm. Exactly, because, like, if you're going to separate or want to separate you know, I understand you're probably going through something. You're a, you're a loner. There are people, organizations that can help you. There are therapists that, uh, that can help you. Go to a therapist. Go to someone else. Go If you're in school, go to your teacher. Go to your counselor at school. Go to your mm-hmm. principal. Do not believe somebody that says, come to my house. Go to my organization. There you can find peace. There we can help you. Well, one mm-hmm. big happy family. Don't do that. If you're not wanting to go to your parents, or go to an aunt and uncle, go to a, you know, like I said, a school, find mm-hmm. somebody like that, find a therapist. Don't go to an organization like that. Cause they're just going to lie to you. And eventually I you'll think get it's up very there. important. What you're Please, saying on a couple of levels. That. Yes. Here's why I think it's important. And, and thank you for letting me interject for a moment. Oh, please go ahead. I, th- go ahead. I think it's, it's, it's critical because a lot of times when you get involved in these groups, mm-hmm. once you're in, you can't get out. You cannot get you out. You heard what that woman said. She was inside this place for five years before she ever saw the outside world. Sometimes you cannot get out. The only way you can get out is by either committing suicide or murder. And you don't want that. Your family well, don't in, want in that. Well, in her case... It, mm-hmm. w- what was what was advantageous for her was mm-hmm. that she got a job. What mm-hmm. they needed the money, exactly. You know, they, and, somebody had to be working there, right? Right. I and, mean, you know, they were they had a lot of trust fund babies. Let's be honest mm-hmm. about it. Okay? Right. There was a lot of money there. I do have a success story, though. I did help somebody get out recently. She thought that her dad was keeping her hostage or that she had cameras. Her dad was watching her. And I said, well, get an aunt. She says, well, my aunt is coming from out of town. And I said, well, have her take you somewhere. Yeah. You gotta be careful with that kind of stuff. Cause um, Mm -hmm. especially if she's talking about, you know, my father's got hidden cameras. Mm -hmm. I would be concerned about incest. I would be concerned about the father trying to mm -hmm. rape his daughter. No, what no. had happened is that the dad wouldn't let her go anywhere because the dad would keep an eye on her, basically not let her go anywhere. Well, basically. in other words, keeping her prison inside yes. the house. Yes. Randy, and, your thoughts, my friend. Mm-hmm. Well, on the two subjects that you talked about, first of all, 
um, fed in little pieces of cloth and holy water and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Very subtly, they still do that today. Not mm -hmm. only through the mail, but how many times you turn on the TV and you get this long SPCA thing, see these poor animals, oh, making yeah. you just feel so sorry for them that you send them money. Um, there, there are just things like, like that, again, with the mail things that still yeah. come in um, from the thing. How many times you get those little return address stickers? They send oh, them yeah. to you and mm -hmm. ask you to send them back money in that. Brother, I, mm -hmm. I got news for you. I get them every month. Oh, yeah. yes, we do. Every month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so it's the same thing. It's still yeah. going on mm -hmm. as far as collecting money, as well as the yeah. churches, you know, whether it be oh, sure. passing the, uh, the, the tithe thing or, or sending money into mm -hmm. uh, a Joel Osteen, you know, to keep him in his Rolls Royces and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Joel um, Osteen's church, I don't know if people understand this. But Joel Osteen, his church, quote unquote church, is actually an arena. Yes. It's a 25,000 seat arena. That's his church. Mm -hmm. Okay. People don't understand that. It's like going to a wrestling venue and seeing 25,000 mm -hmm. people. Yes. Like at Madison Square Garden or someplace like, you know, or the, the old Spectrum. Yeah. Right. That's how big this place is. It's like bigger than the garden. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a preacher whose church is a fucking arena. And they give him money hand over fist. And he and, has them hollering and screaming in the aisles, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and watch, though. Watch. Because out of those, because I've watched one or two of his shows just to, to take notes and stuff. Just like Jim Jones, a lot of his believers are black, Hispanic, minorities. You'll see white people there, but you're going to see a whole lot more black people. Oh, definitely. And a lot of Hispanic people, you know? Yes. Of course, the blacks and Hispanics, they're spiritual people. They love God. They believe in God. And I'm not saying that Joel doesn't believe in God, but he believes in money a hell of a lot more than he believes in God. If he believed in God that much, he'd give his Rolls Royce away, but you don't see him giving his Rolls Royce away or emptying his Olympic-sized swimming pool in his backyard, do you? You know? Or loaning his place when they had that hurricane there one time. He said that, oh, no, it was flooded, and they went in there, and it wasn't even flooded at all. Yeah, I know. Can you believe well, that? You know, oh, you know, I don't watch him, but like you, I turn him on every once in a while mm -hmm. for entertainment value. Yeah. And there's another one like him. Jesse DePlantis is mm -hmm. his name. Oh, God. Jesse's been around forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Out of Louisiana. I, yeah. Jesse is so cool, but you can't help but like him. But, you know, he's he's wanting to send money because he needs a new airplane. Well, here's the thing about Jesse that people don't get. And I could tell you a little bit about this because I lived in Tennessee for 15 years. Okay. These southern preachers are better than anybody because they got here's what they got going for them. It's that fucking hillbilly accent. People love that because they're funny and they make <laughs> yeah. you laugh and they make you smile. They do. They, I'll they tell do. you who's great for that. I'll tell you who's great for that. 
There's a, a black bishop named T.D. Jakes. Oh, big T.D., yeah. T.D., you know what I'm talking about. Sure He's the same way, but that man's a believer, though. He believes. But he's still got a hell of a line of bullshit that he tells people. And he sells a lot of books. And mm-hmm. sells a lot of books and pockets all the fucking money. Mm-hmm. Every penny of it. Oh, yeah. Every penny of it. I once had to do a call like that in in a country accent because she thought that I was from up north or somewhere. And she yeah. did not like my the way I spoke. She said she wanted me to talk like I was from Tennessee. And I said, ma'am, I can't do this. She goes, please, please. So I had to do my whole spill and you had to do your whole spiel with a southern accent. I did. I, I did. I had talked like stuff. that the whole time. <laughs> I said, "Lady, go fuck yourself. You ain't paying me enough money." I said, "You want I me to one talk more like video. this?" <laughs> I got one more video. Let's check it out. We're going to talk to you about the most urgent thing that is on our mind, and what we suspect is the most urgent thing on the minds of those who will connect with us. We'll title this tape, uh, Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth About to be Recycled. Your only chance to survive or evacuate is to leave with us. Now you say you keep saying us. Who do you think you are? Well, I in all honesty must acknowledge my father. My father is not a human father. My father is a member of the evolutionary level above human, the kingdom of God the kingdom of heaven. My father gave me, long before this civilization, gave me birth into that kingdom level above human, that kingdom of heaven, that kingdom of God. Now you can say, well, I can't believe that. Well, it's up to you whether you believe that or not. That's not important to me, even though I wish that you could believe it for your sake. For those who do believe it, stand a possibility of a future beyond this recycling time. Wow. Okay. That that was I saved that for last. That's that was the wow one. Huh. Okay. This is where he acknowledges that he's a deity, that he's a god. Okay. He didn't come right out and say he's God. He says, Um, I am. How did he say, I am my father's, right? How mm-hmm. he said it? Um, yeah. But here's the the subtle thing, which, and I want you to understand what he did. He said, I wish you could believe us, okay? I want you to believe us. You don't have to, but I would like you to believe us for your sake. Well, First of all, what's believing him going to do for you other than than make you look really fucking stupid for this guy with the crazy wild eyes and the goofy haircut that has to like his eyes are like fucking like look like saucers. They're bugged out like this. (laughs) 
you know, and it looks like, you know, somebody goosed him in the ass with a hot poker, you know, right? like one of them. For our sake, what, he's going to heaven yeah. we're all going to hell or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it looked like I was watching a science show in high school again. Like, okay, where's the rest of the science projects? <laughs> oh, here you go. Alstein's church. The Houston summit is his church. It's a fucking huge arena. Mm-hmm. Okay. There, there's validation. And you think I'm making this shit up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So people don't understand. I do my research. Okay. Yes, he does. I can. This is great. He's his church is a fucking arena. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't wasn't sure of what the name was. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. put the, you know the name up. But here's the point though. And by the way, thank you, Facebook user. They didn't put their name up there. I don't know why mm. they do that. Um, did we put this one? Oh yeah, we did that already from uh, mm-hmm. from Boston Spencer. Um, I'm glad he joined us tonight too. Yes. Um. So what did we learn tonight, Randy? Well, about Heaven's Gate and Marshall. Well, if it confirmed the fact that he's a wacko. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's speaking to so many things. Like I think I think he's trying to play the Jesus card. You know, where Absolutely. His, his father is the God, so you got to go through me, you know. Exactly. He's putting yeah. himself in the Jesus mode. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh it just points out how many boxhead people are out there mm-hmm. looking for something else. Yeah. Now, the fact that they have a lot of money maybe passed down, whatever, has nothing to do with where they're at mentally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and that's a valid point. And that's, that's a, and thank you for validating the point that I made mm-hmm. earlier. All the money, all the education, all the mm-hmm. privilege that these people had in life still made them vulnerable. Absolutely. It made them stupid. And I'm just going to say what it is the stupid. Okay. Um, yeah. it, it de- deprived them. It, um, it drained them. It, uh, what's the other word I want to use? Brainwashed um, them. It eviscerated them mm-hmm. of humanity, of intellect, of emotion. They, they all looked like fucking robots. They, every one of them looked the same. Good like sex. they had no sex. They all looked like carbon copies of one another. I wonder how many guys castrated themselves. With no emotion, nothing. They all did. All the men did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Read the history. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. I know he asked one of them to, but I didn't know they did. They they had... One of them was a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) You saw it in the video. He was a doctor. He had his gloves on and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You can't make this shit up, folks. No, you, you cannot. Can't. <laughs> I have the video to prove it. Okay? And people will say, Amelia, how often do we go through this? Every I single have time. To put video f- yes. up front mm-hmm. for people to see. So you like, do your research, you look everything up because you cannot make this shit up. I mean, you can't. No, right he here. always does, even in the old days, he did. That's what mm-hmm. endeared me to Angelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows that. Yes, yeah. he knows his stuff, people. I mean, because he wouldn't put anything up there if it wasn't true. Trust I me. Mean, I think I know wrestling stuff, and mm-hmm. he runs circles around me. Oh, yes. You know, Here's the thing. Um, I do this show, and Amelia and I talked about this before. Mm-hmm. 
we do this show for a couple of reasons. First of all, we really enjoy doing it. Yes. That's number one. Because you have to like what you're doing. But the bigger, more important reason we do the show is to educate and inform those who think they already know. Because just when you think you know something, there's something else about that you don't know. For example, I'll give you a perfect example. I know the Bible pretty well. But am I an expert in what I call myself a Bible scholar? No. But I know the Bible pretty good. But there's somebody else out there who knows the Bible a hell of a lot more than I do to the point where I could learn from them and ask questions of them. And that's why we do the show here. Okay. We do the work for you. Okay. And, and this taught me a lot show, I know that I didn't know. <laughs> but this show, hold on a minute. But this show is, it's like a textbook. I want yes. you to save these shows, download them. You know, uh, thank you, by the way, for 500 subscribers on YouTube. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, we're doing really well with YouTube. Uh, we're doing yes. even better, however, with Podbean and our radio yes. station. Because we're blowing the friggin' lid off of that shit. <laughs> wow. Because uh, we see the numbers all the time. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Good stuff. Um, but I want to do these shows to educate people, inform them of what you think you know. Maybe you don't know what you think you know. Maybe there's, there's stuff out here that you need to be re-educated on. Charles Manson was a great example. Oh, yes, it was. Because I found out things about Manson that I didn't know until I did the show. Mm -hmm. You know? I learned a lot more. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know a lot of stuff either. Do you remember what Rowdy Roddy Piper said? Once you think you got the answers, I changed change the, the questions. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He also said... Don't throw, don't throw rocks at a man carrying a machine gun. <laughs> and that's a very appropriate way to end mm -hmm. the show. Right. That's what you, you, you know, let's be honest about it. Mm -hmm. Marshall Applegate was throwing stones mm -hmm. at God. Exactly. But God has a big old machine gun yes. and took them all down. They I, oh. think they committed suicide. Mm -hmm. They didn't commit suicide. God took their asses out. Mm -hmm. And I, I assure you, ladies and gentlemen, he did not put them aboard the good ship Lollipop and they did not sail away. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, also what this show it will do as well is what the government is wanting to take the history away from you. We will bring it back. Trust we me. are bringing it back. We the, will I'm, not let you forget the history. We're not going to let you forget what history. And I'm America not, one thing that we have vowed on this show. And thank you, Amelia, for bringing that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm -hmm. We will never allow anyone to rewrite history. Exactly. Because we have, I'll give you a perfect example. There's a video, and this is, this is a dumb example, but it's a perfect mm -hmm. example. Many years ago, Sally Field, the actress Sally Field, 
won an Academy Award uh, for uh, a movie she did. I think it was called um, Harlan County War. Okay. Okay. She gave her acceptance speech, and what she said was, and this is exactly what she says. She said, you like me, you really like me. Okay? I remember that. Mm-hmm. All right, now, if you go look for that, you won't find it. What you, what it says is, because they, they dubbed it, what it says now is, oh, you like me a lot. Mm-hmm. It says, oh, you like me a lot. It doesn't look right, and it doesn't sound right. I had to find that. I found the original video. And because what they did, Randy, was they scrubbed it off the Internet. But I have a hard copy of it. Yeah. And you know what they tried to do for Columbus Day? They changed. They wanted to change it to Indigenous Day instead of Columbus Day. Yeah, Indigenous Day. Yeah. yeah can you believe that? No. It, to me, it's going to be Columbus, no, it's Columbus Day. Day. It's always going to be Columbus. Period. Day. Exactly. You know why? Because mm-hmm. Columbus was Italian. Yes. People and don't stay. understand this. Christopher Columbus, the asshole that he was—that's mm-hmm. one thing—but he was Italian. Yes. Okay. It was his navigator that founded this country. Mm-hmm. Okay. His name was America Vespucci. Our country is named after an Italian. Mm-hmm. People don't understand that. And that's yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. People need to get their fucking history straight. Yes. Okay. This country hates Italians. And we're going to do a show on it. Oh, yes. Okay? I'll the write that down as well. Because I got news for you. I'm fucking fed up. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm we're going to do a show about everything. that. Hold on a million. I'm tired of everything I say and do has got to be compared to the mafia. Mm -hmm. Of course, my name ends in a vowel doesn't mean I'm in the fucking mafia. Okay? It means my name ends in a fucking vowel. That's it. Oh, man. This is the kind of crazy stuff. Okay? Um, Let me see if I can find this. Yes. This Sally Field thing here. Hold on. Um, nah, I can't find it. It's around here, but I'm not going to go crazy looking. Anyway, no. what I'm trying to make is, um, mm-hmm. cause I'll, actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. I actually do have it out. It, uh-huh. It's on a show that we did with Mike Messier. Yes. Uh huh. Called the uh, the Mandela Effect. Mm-hmm. Or yes. glitch in the matrix. What was yes, anyway. that was when you went on vacation. Go, go on our YouTube or Podbean yes. and look it up. It's that. Oh way. yes, you have I'm to do it to look it up. Crazy looking. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Randy. What did you think of your uh, your first time <laughs> debut? I love it, man. It's it's been an hour and a half, and it, it feels like it's been about ten minutes. You know, I'm again, you, you are you that. are a throwback to what you were a couple of years ago when we were talking and stuff. You do your research. Mm-hmm. You're smart. You haven't lost your brain yet, okay? You're not drooling no, down your chin yet, okay? <laughs> not we're still there. Amelia, you're a wonderful asset to the show well, also. thank you so much. I just can't wait to, to get back. Did you see that? He said you're a wonderful ass to the show. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm busting the job. Well, I'll tell you what. We are going to have Randy with us Um Pretty much every Tuesday we can grab him. Mm-hmm. Thursdays we're going to try and grab um, 
Charlie Norris, our friend from uh, from WCW. Uh, Charlie will be with us, by the way, on November the 1st. Mm -hmm. That is uh, November 1st is the first day of Native American History Month. Yes. Charlie is, of course, Native American, uh, real Native American, um, not just, you know, um, a gimmick Indian. He's a real American, Native mm -hmm. American Indian. Um, and uh, he's going to, and he's a good friend of the show. And Charlie is, uh, is going to be joining us um, on that uh, on that particular night. It's going to be a good night. Uh, and Randy will be with us. And so it's going to be two wrestlers. And two uh, podcast people. Right, that's right. And I'm still a wrestling fan. Back for back in the day, wrestling too. So old <laughs> school, yeah. Old back school wrestling. Yeah. Like, like, old is school. a young kid talking about old school. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is young. She's my wife's age. She's like 51, 52. How are you? I'll 51? be fifty-one in November. Yep. Yeah, Nina's fifty-two. Mm -hmm. Um, all okay, this. I got a daughter going to be forty-nine. <laughs> I got a daughter that's 40, brother. I got news for you. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Well, I'll tell you what. For Randy Hogan, for Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman, <laughs> I'm Angelo Mad Dog DeCipio. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care every Tuesday, every Thursday for What's the Buzz. Good night. Good night.